Hi there. Welcome to the While You Wait podcast, where it's all about helping women just like you learn about the bladder while you're waiting for your appointment with that specialist. Each week, I'll combine science, medicine, and common sense so you can learn, become empowered, and get started on your journey to dryness. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Boyles, a board-certified urogynecologist. Let's get started. Hi there. I recently gave a talk here in Portland that was geared towards my primary care colleagues, and it was titled, Doctor, My Bladder Leaks, How Can You Help Me? In this talk, I started by reviewing why incontinence is important and what I think the most important thing for a primary care provider to do is. And that's what I want to go over with you today. I care a lot about leaking. It's something that I'm really passionate about, and it's because I see daily the negative impact that it has on women's lives. I'm a fixer by nature, and it gives me great joy to improve quality of life. But why should you care? And the first reason that I would give you is because it is a really common problem. There's lots of data to support this. One of the most common studies that's talked about is one from Norway that was done by Haniston in the Journal of Clinical Epidemiology. And they queried 28,000 women. That's right, 28,000 women, which was 80% of the population in that region. And they asked them about their bladder leaking. And what they found was that Any incontinence happened in about 25% of women. Moderate to severe incontinence happened to about 16% of women. Bladder leaking happened at all ages, even in young women, even in 20-year-olds. The prevalence and the severity definitely increased with age. And this data likely underestimates how common bladder leaking is in the United States because we are a heavier nation than Norway and with obesity, incontinence becomes a lot more common. Urinary incontinence has also been associated with negative quality of life. So what does that mean? It it means that there are a lot of things that we enjoy less when we leak. And this sounds really obvious, I think, to everyone out there who's leaking, but there have been a lot of studies that have really looked at the details of this. So they found that even small amounts of leakage are very bothersome and have a negative impact on quality of life. Women tend to deal with small amounts of leakage, but it doesn't mean that it's not impacting them in this negative way. Women who leak have a negative body image and lower self-esteem. I frequently will say to my patients that it's hard to feel vivacious and active and attractive when you're leaking, and I think that's really true. Urinary incontinence is also associated with increased sexual dysfunction. So when women are leaking, they're not as interested in intercourse. They worry about odor. They worry about leaking during intercourse. And this is something that has actually been studied and proven. And then bladder leaking also impacts social, physical, and sexual well-being. 
So one of the things that I see is women give up a lot of things that they enjoy when they're leaking. So they give up physical activity, they give up some social activity. If it gets extreme, they can become a little bit isolated. And all of this has a really negative impact on overall health as we become more sedentary and less active. And that is just the opposite of what you want if you want to age gracefully. Bladder leaking has also been associated with a lot of different risks, and it actually increases the risk for several medical conditions. And this has been well studied. A lot of this research comes from Brown, and they have shown that when you leak, you are more likely to be depressed. The risk of hospitalization actually increases with bladder leaking. The risk of fall increases, and with falling, the risk of fracture actually increases quite a bit as well. And I see this sometimes with women who have urgency leakage where they're rushing to the bathroom. They can't quite get there on time as they're moving quickly, especially if this happens at night and they're a little bit sleepy. They're much more likely to have a fall and then a subsequent fracture. And then the last reason that we should care about bladder leaking is that it is really expensive. So a study came out in 2022 and it showed that 25 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars are spent annually on bladder leaking. And about 30% of this money is put out by um, insurance companies but a lot of out-of-pocket expenses are accrued here as well. So it is something that some women really struggle with, just how very expensive this is in terms of pads and incontinence, underwear, and different medications that you might be on. And it can really be difficult for a lot of women. And it is an ongoing cost that if it's not treated, women have to pay all the time. So just to summarize that, I, I think the reason that incontinence is really important from a healthcare perspective is that it is prevalent. It's really common. It negatively impacts quality of life. It increases medical risks and it is expensive. And I always just think of it as the way to not age gracefully. So when primary care doctors or providers asked me what's the one thing that they can do to help with leakage, my big ask is to validate women's symptoms. I think that a lot of times these symptoms get poo-pooed or people are told that it's normal, and that's just not what we want to do. Validating symptoms sounds really easy, right? That, that shouldn't be a hard thing, but often it is not easy. So while the conversation around incontinence is increasing, it's still fairly taboo for many women. And women, uh, there have been studies that have shown that women have incontinence symptoms for seven years on average before they seek help from a medical professional. Since so many women don't discuss these symptoms, women often feel like they're the only ones that have them. They may not be comfortable talking about these organ systems. And there's also a lot of associated shame and embarrassment. 
And this means that incontinence is often the last thing that a patient will bring up as the provider's hand is on the door and they're about to exit the exam room and move on to the next patient. And this can be a long and nuanced conversation, but validating those symptoms is so important and is the very first step. I also think it's important for providers to know their local resources, know what physical therapists in your town do a good job with this. Physical therapy is almost always where we start. And so it's a reasonable thing to send someone to physical therapy if they are comfortable with that. I've also created what I call the Bladder Starter Series, which is a free series of videos to help women get started understanding their leaking, understanding what they might do, understanding what different treatments are out there. And this video series is available on my website, thewomensbladderdoctor.com. And it's really just to help women get started and to help primary care providers facilitate their getting started in a way that is fairly easy for them. So my takeaway points are that bladder leaking is important. It impacts our health. It's an important thing to address. And my bladder starter series is a great way for you to get started if you need some additional help and information. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you want more information about me or my online work, check out my website at www.thewomensbladderdoctor.com.